There was a, a little bit of sailing by Rod Stewart. Reporter Helen Hayes meets a passenger who is undertaking his sixth world cruise. Aboard a Holland America ship from the USA through the South Pacific into Australia and then back to the USA by mid-year. Helen spoke with Greg Howard during a shore excursion while he was stopping over in Sydney. Greg, who is due to finish his cruise in Fort Lauderdale, discussed his favourite port and his experiences on board. Greg Howard, okay. thank you so much. When did you discover your love for cruising? Well, my love for cruising evolved about uh, 25 years ago when I uh, used to travel with my late mother. And um, we always enjoyed travelling, but um, it was becoming quite stressful going into and out of airports. So we found that cruising was an absolutely fabulous alternative in that the ship does all the clearance for you. You're not queuing up constantly at airports for check-in, security, immigration, etc., etc. Just enjoy the facilities on board a cruise ship and let the world come to you. And, of course, you only and have to unpack once. That's correct. That's correct. And uh, the wonderful thing about cruising is, of course, you only unpack once and you can forget all about suitcases for the four and a half months duration of the world cruise. And, um, you know, just uh, enjoy sort of a, a world away from the world in, uh, in that there's so much to do on board, if you wish, or do absolutely yes. nothing. What, whatever people... So this world cruise, where did it start from and when okay. will it finish? Okay, we started in Fort Lauderdale on January 3 and it will finish again in Fort Lauderdale on May the 12th. So it's uh, 128 days around the world with about 64 ports of call. Yes. In the big cities, we normally get two days, such as in Sydney, in Fremantle, in Cape Town. But most of the other stops, it's just the day, like a 12-hour stopover, which just gives you a taste of, um, of the lifestyle and culture in many of these exotic ports that you'd never get to go to if you were flying. So that, that's okay, one of the, you, the joys of, of cruising. You know a lot about flying because you used to work with Qantas. That's correct. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I worked at uh, Sydney Airport in uh, customer service operations, and it was, yeah, it was a, a fabulous career there. And one of the reasons why I enjoy cruising so much is just it's wonderful and exciting working at airports, but having spent 33 years there, it's also <laughs> lovely to go on a wonderful cruise and not have to worry about airports at all because they are Absolutely. now becoming so congested. There are just, you know, so much congestion and everybody's stress yeah. levels, particularly on airports in the U.S. It can take sometimes up to two hours to get through security It's in the U.S. If this is your sixth world cruise. What's Correct. different about this one in terms of new ports that you might be seeing for the first time? Right. Well, every um, world cruise does take a different itinerary. This one is particularly extensive in Africa. And uh, after we leave Australia, we actually spend quite a few port visits in the Indian Ocean in places like Reunion, Mauritius, Mozambique, before we even hit Africa. And then in Africa, we're visiting the major cities like uh, Cape Town and Durban. And then it goes right up the west coast of Africa, places that, you know, you would never go to, to Ghana and to Senegal and to Luanda before it heads up to Europe, Morocco. And then it goes very extensively in Europe 
up through uh, Spain, France, the Netherlands, Belgium, Denmark, all the way up to the Norwegian fjords and across Scotland, Ireland and across the Atlantic visiting the Azores and finishing up in Fort Lauderdale again on May 12. So it's these exotic little ports that you would never get to visit, particularly places like the Azores, if you're sort of flying from point A to point B. A very different location. Well, that's amazing. So you did the Panama Canal on this trip. Have you been through that before and what was that like? Yes, yes, I've been through it a few times. Uh, They've actually extended the Panama Canal to uh, accept some of the huge megaliners that have been built the last 10 years, particularly the huge Royal Caribbean ships. So it, it's an amazing experience going through all the locks. And this time, for the first time, we actually docked in Panama City for two days. And that was uh, extremely interesting. It was a, a real eye-opener of Panama City. And we are actually able to visit the observation decks of the Miraflores locks and see how the canal works from the land point of view rather than on board the cruise ship. So wow, that was uh, extremely so interesting. And what's some of the other highlights of your cruise so far in terms of experiences? Well, I think one of, one of the joys of cruising are the lifelong friends you make because you are with them for four and a half months. And uh, we have people from all over the world. The majority of passengers are Americans and Canadians. We only have about 15 Australians on board this particular world cruise. That's probably because of the COVID concerns that are still you know, in many parts of the world, it's still a very big concern, particularly on our visits to Africa. And I think that may have, um, you know, changed the schedule for, for many people, thinking they'd wait another year before they do a world cruise. But on this particular ship, we have about 1,500 passengers. The ship takes about 1,900. So it's pretty full. Of course, you know, it, it's one of the joys of, of cruising is the people you meet and the wonderful crew that spoil you on board the ships. And what are your um, favourite places on the ship? Like there's your favourite place to have dinner, favourite place to just chill out with a book. And what are some of the experiences in terms of the, you know, the educational lectures and, and other things like that that you've enjoyed? Certainly. On the long Grand World Voyages, they always put on some very interesting uh, lecturers. For instance, on this particular cruise, we've had lecturers, topics of um, shipping, topics such as um, world history, topics such as uh, geology, volcanic uh, activity that's been occurring in many places of the world. We've also had lecturers talking about languages, and particularly uh, we had an Australian lecturer on board talking about all the different Aboriginal dialects and languages. That was uh, quite interesting, something that I learned that I'd never realised how many different dialects there are within the Aboriginal communities in Australia. So uh, things like that are really enjoyable. As for dining on board, well, one does have to watch the waistline. There are sort of three restaurant choices on board. The the main dining room accommodates four guests over two sittings. And then we have specialty dinings that have a a small cover charge, such as the Pinnacle Grill, which is a uh, steak and seafood restaurant. And then you also have the choice of an Italian restaurant, which is uh, Canaletto. And that's uh, doing our Mediterranean specialties. And, of course, there's always the uh, buffet area, which is available all day right through until about 10 p.m. in the evening for those that just want to graze or have a snack and don't feel like going into one of the restaurants for a large meal. 
So there's a, a myriad of uh, choices when it comes to dining on board the ships. And in terms of um, the crew, the crew normally always with the passengers and it's always sad to say goodbye. So how important is having a ship that's got a friendly crew that, you know, they make you smile and they just know what sort of drink you're having and what beer you might want? How, how important is that to you? Oh, extremely important. One of the things which brings back so much loyalty to Holland America Line in particular is the wonderful crew. Most of the uh, dining room stewards are from Indonesia and most of the beverage department are from the Philippines and they just have such a happy disposition about them. They'll do anything. It's just so heartwarming to be, you know, served with a smile every day for four and a half months. It really is an absolute joy. And one of the reasons so many passengers on board come back so often to do a world cruise. In fact, about 90% of the 1,500 guests on board are on for the full world cruise of the four and a half Wow. Months. Yeah, I think it was for only 45 guests disembarking here in Sydney and about 50 boarding. So uh, the majority mm. are doing the full four and a half months. And what's it and been also, like uh, re- reconnecting with family or friends in Sydney? Oh, it's always an absolute delight to see everybody again and keep in touch with relatives and family on board. The internet and uh, Wi-Fi connections can be sporadic in some of these very remote places, particularly when we were sailing uh, around between Tahiti and the Marquesas. We didn't really have much uh, Wi-Fi for about a week due to sort of poor satellite connections. So um, it can, you know, be a little frustrating. But, um, you know, it's, it's wonderful, you know, since the world has evolved with uh, reconnecting electronically, it's, uh, it's not so difficult to leave people in that, uh, you know, you can connect mostly. Oh, well, that's fantastic. Well, just one quick question. Your favourite port yes. visit so far? My favourite port so far would have to be in Tahiti. We were supposed to go into Bora Bora, but unfortunately they have banned the large cruise ships now. So um, we did spend a wonderful day on the island of Morea, and that, that was a very rewarding experience, doing something very unique, swimming with the sharks and stingrays, something which normally um, is not possible anywhere else in the world. You know, of course, when you're swimming with these stingrays, you're thinking, oh, my goodness, Steve Irwin. But we were reassured that there's these particular stingrays are, are quite friendly. So um, it was just something very unique and something always remembered. It's just a, an absolute paradise, Maria. And um, it was just, you know, crystal clear, pristine waters, viewing the wonderful sea life there. You know, many of the guests were also snorkeling, and some even went down under uh, scuba diving. Nothing for me, but a few of the guests did, and uh, they said it was just spectacular. So it's wow. uh, well, look, certainly you, very diverse Oh, my Thank you so much pleasure. for talking to Travel Riders Radio, and enjoy the rest of your cruise. Thank you so much. Lovely talking to you. Helen Hayes there with world cruise passenger Greg Howard. 